Hello there, folks. What's up? This episode started off with a bit of a, uh, well, a bit of technical difficulties when I was starting the uh, live stream for the video version. I had some uh, technical difficulties with the uh, stream freezing up, so I had to restart it and uh, let people know when the show started. So in this episode at the beginning, you'll hear me briefly introduce the show and then play a uh, satire piece by Owen Benjamin uh, for about the first six minutes of the uh, show. It's still worth listening to if you haven't heard this clip already, but uh, if not, I would recommend uh, skipping ahead maybe seven minutes and beginning the podcast there if you want to. But we have a good episode this week. Uh, again, I'm alone, but I talked a bit about the shooting in California. I also talked about Owen Benjamin's uh, permanent ban from Twitter and his suspension from YouTube and what that means for uh, free speech and speech in general for comedians. And I also talked a little bit about uh, movies and pop culture in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let's start the show. I think we're in business now. So, anyway, folks, welcome to the Whitfield Report. I'm your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here in South Florida. And forgive me, folks, we had some technical difficulties. Um, let me remove my other earbuds as you can see on the camera, and let me also tweet this link out real quick, and then we'll start the show. Uh, forgive the uh, dead air for a bit. Um, I do have this clip from Joe Rogan on... Uh, well, actually, no, I have something better. I have uh, one of Owen Benjamin's uh, skits to play while I'm... Uh, tweeting out the new live stream. Um, this is one of Owen Benjamin's skits. Uh, it's time to listen to the children on gun control. So let me tweet the links out for the new live stream and we'll be good to go. Uh, apologies for the rocky start to the show, but technical difficulties and all that stuff. When tragedy strikes, Mainstream media always knows who to look to for guidance. 
the children. Nothing says salad policy like the mind of a child. It's time to listen to the children. Because they eat their own shit. The deadly AR-15 struck again. How deadly? If you add up all the rifle homicides in a year, right here in the U.S., it's almost half as many as people's hands, or nearly a quarter as many are killed by knives, and almost a fraction that are killed by sandwich eating. The most recent shooting killed a fraction of the people who have died texting about it while driving since it's happened, but it's a scary fraction. Sure, we've listened to experts, but what really do experts know? I mean, what do I know? I've only worked for 25 years at the same company and raised three children into adulthood and put them into college. I'm an idiot. It's really time for me to listen to the children. James Madison and Thomas Jefferson are stupid. We should replace them with Alfonso from 10th grade. The past is the past. The Constitution was written with a stupid feather, not a modern pen, so it's meaningless. It's time for a change. It's time to listen to children. People have been listening to children a lot lately. What better time to change the chemistry of a child and sterilize them than when they're toddlers? It's time to listen to the children. Because if your daughter wants to take as much testosterone as Rich Piano, that should be her choice. Bear Clan. It's time we listen to the children and give them the equal rights that they deserve. As my five-year-old son, Lucinda, he's transitioning. And he wants to have the same rights as everybody else because he's an empath like his mother and his soy boy father. So when Lucinda wants to PMS, he's gonna PMS. He wants his estrogen, he wants his testosterone, he wants, he, he can have whatever he wants. Lucinda gets to do whatever he wants. It's time that we listen to kids and let them play with whatever they want. Assume a child survives the murder gauntlet of a leftist abortion legislation, they will be born with all the knowledge our society needs. There are children all across the world begging and pleading for us to listen to them. And they need you to give up your guns. I don't have any children of my own. Let's listen to your children. They will hold a sign they can't even read very well in exchange for more hall privileges. This fella had to ask permission to urinate the same day he told adult professionals exactly how to run the world. This is important. Do you think they're only protesting to get out of school or something? Don't take my word for it. Here's a crying, unimpeachable victim for you to argue with. Speaking of crying, who doesn't love taking orders from a crying adult man? He cries and cries, and we should all take him seriously. Like that one time a lion got shot by a lion hunter and he sobbed on national television. That's the type of man I look to for leadership. Only the children would understand that Tide Pod detergents are to be eaten, not used for cleaning clothes. Gotta listen to the children.
it's time to listen to the children because my constitutional rights should be subject to a young female human who doesn't even know what she wants to wear tomorrow. Because children know it wasn't the shooter's fault or the non-existent police response. It was the gun. Because the gun makes the bullets shoot and the shooting makes people get shot. Perfect and unarguable logic from the mouth of a child. America, it's time to listen to our children when we decide what to eat. Because we should all be using ice cream instead of milk with our cereal. Who doesn't trust a universal mass media team who all say exactly the same thing, despite most people disagreeing with them? These kids are showing everyone how they can count. Zero. Let's hear what they have to say about policy. If guns are responsible for the shooting, and we should take everyone's guns to stop shootings, what was really responsible for Harvey Weinstein's rapes? You guessed it. The penis. It's time for change. Life is so much better now that I don't have a dick. Instead of raping, I bake cookies. They haven't been polluted by life experience or education or making an actual contribution to society. My name is Scott Papanafiolo, and this is my AR-15. When Virginia Tech happened, I told my ex-wife, whose couch I was sleeping on, that I would gladly give up my AR-15 and forego the sacred covenant between God and man so that our children could be saved by the government. It's time we start listening to the children because they know this is an AR-15. It's time to start listening to the children. These little bastards have learned so much by closing their minds to all the opposition arguments, thereby having the wisdom to tell us all what to do. Listen to the children because they're children. Hello, badger people. We must ban the guns. Bearded dragons don't have guns. And you can see how peaceful they are. If we ban guns, we can be peaceful. Peaceful like the bearded dragons. It's <laughs> Hey there, folks. Uh, welcome to the Whitfield Report. Uh, sorry about the delay here. Um, we had technical difficulties. I started the the, uh, the live stream uh, at 8.05 like I was planning on it. And then um, the, the live streaming software I use basically decided to mute my mic and uh make it so that no one could hear me on the other stream so I, I deleted the old stream and started this new one and uh yeah so now I'm starting off on a new stream anyway folks welcome to the Whitfield report I'm your host Sam Whitfield and I apologize for the uh for the messy background it is laundry day but here but uh anyway thanks for uh dropping by the show real quick before we start off tonight's uh program as always you can visit my website down here at the sandwichfield.com uh 
You can follow me on Twitter at, Sam, at SamW underscore NGC. Although not for long, maybe, depending on if uh, the Twitter bots get me. Um, you can follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield, where I'm officially verified uh, because they make it easy over there. And uh, you can like the page on Facebook over at facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, which obviously, if you're watching this live, that's where you're already at. And as always, you can subscribe to the podcast on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report. All right. So we've got four people in here. We've got six likes already, two hearts. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks to to John Neary for uh, tweeting the for uh, tweeting this baby out and getting it shared. I really appreciate it. And this will be up on my YouTube channel later uh, too. All right, uh, tonight's topics. I really want to stay away from David Hogg, folks. I I really do because I've been talking about David Hogg for the past three weeks, and I'm sick of talking about that kid. If you want to hear David Hogg, you can, you can go back into the podcast archive, or you can go to my YouTube channel and watch those episodes instead. But uh, I'm staying away from David Hogg. Everyone wants to address, wants me to address the shooting on... Um, and that happened on Tuesday in California. And so I'm just going to go ahead and address it right now. Uh, hello to John and to uh, Stephanie in the chat. Thank you guys for dropping by. Um, here's the deal with the shooting in California. Yes, it's obviously horrible that it happened. But there are a couple of things I want I want to point out. Conservatives on our side. I'm talking to a lot of my audience. A lot of you guys who listen to this program have been good about this. But there are a lot of conservatives out there who are talking about how this was an Islamically motivated terrorist attack because the shooter was Iranian. And, folks, that doesn't appear to be true at all. The, tr- the truth seems to be pretty clear and obvious that this uh, shooter was simply deranged. And she was, she was a disgruntled YouTuber. And that's that. And have you seen their videos? They're pretty atrocious. That's the other thing. A lot of these talk show hosts and other YouTubers and people who do commentaries have been playing clips of her videos. I'm not going to do that because that's what she wants. That's why she shot up YouTube, I, I'm pretty sure. She was, di- she was disgruntled that her videos never got any hits. And... I heard stuff about how she got banned and uh, demonetized and all that stuff, 
which, by the way, happens to conservative YouTube channels all the time, and yet none of us have ever tried to go shooting up that place. But I'm not going to play her videos. I, I know that Crowder did, and um, a couple other people, and that's fine. That's their show. But, like I said, she want her whole goal was to get people to uh, watch her videos in the first place. So, I'm not going to do that, because, even in death, I don't want to give her the satisfaction of fame that she's searching for. So, people are talking how this is, like, a, that the fact that the media isn't covering this, how that's, like, a big deal, about how, you know, they're not covering it at all. That's a little suspicious. Well, yeah, it kind of does seem a little suspicious at first glance, because the media loves to cover these things, but at the same time, I'm glad that they're not that that they're not covering this at all because it's stupid and it honestly doesn't need any attention whatsoever. So I'm I'm glad that a lot of the news sources have already dropped. So let's for, let's forget about the shooter and let's forget about the the YouTube thing. Uh, no one died, so let's just uh move on. Now, I I bring that up because I was thinking about something else today. I wish that we could do that with all these shootings, too, like Parkland and whatnot, right? That would be amazing. What if, instead of all, all this debate and all this talk and all these marches for life and uh, hashtag, you know, ban the Second Amendment, or hashtag never again. What if we just ignored the Parkland shooting? What if we just let it roll off our back and say, yeah, the guy was crazy. He shouldn't have shot up a school. This is tragic. Let's move on. Okay, I'm not being disingenuous in saying that the fact that kids were killed, that is sadly, ladies and gentlemen, and I've said that from the beginning. I'm not being disingenuous here. Obviously, that's a tragedy. But a lot of these school shooters, all of them, I would venture to say, why do they do that? They do because, for whatever reason, they may be depressed, they may be angry, they may be psycho, they may be a mix of whatever it is, but in the end, they they probably think, well, if I can't accomplish X, or if I'm not happy because of, um, if I'm not getting noticed because of XYZ or whatever the factor, I'm going to go and shoot up a school or, or whatever. And then I'll get recognition then. People know my name then. So they do that. And then a lot of the time, the vast majority of the time, the media does exactly what they want them to. They get... The event gets publicized and turned into this 
great big huge smorgasbord, I guess is the best way of putting it. I was trying to search for a word there. Uh, yes, Stephanie, you're right. It's it, it's absolutely a, a me, me, me culture. In the extreme, right? That's what a lot of these shooters want. And, and the, media, the media gives it to them. It gets even worse because then we also have people like David Hogg. I hate to bring him up again. I said I wasn't going to bring him up, and yet I, I did it. But, uh, you know, we get people who become public figures after the fact, too, and get famous off of that. Hogg is one of them. Granted, Kyle Kleshev, who I like, he's also another example. Although, Kyle seems to be less willing of a public figure. But if we just acknowledged that these shootings were horrible and then just kind of moved on and starved the shooter of the attention that they want, then I think we, w- we would be a lot better off as a whole. But that'll never happen in my lifetime. In fact, in my lifetime, I think it's going to get worse. Um, yeah, it, it definitely is going to get worse, especially in this age of, you know, social media and whatnot. So I guess, I don't really know if that was a rant, but those are just kind of my thoughts on the shooting at Google and, um, this just the culture around these shootings and events in general. So we've, we had that happen on Tuesday and then on Thursday, this is why a lot of people came to tune into the show. Libertarian comedian Owen Benjamin was banned from Twitter and he got his YouTube streaming abilities cut. Now, for those of you who don't know who Benjamin is, as I said, he's a libertarian comedian. He used to be a, I wouldn't say big-time comedian, but he was mainstream. He had a couple specials on Comedy Central. I believe he was in The House Bunny. I don't know his... Uh, pre-conservative um, libertarian credentials very well, what he did beforehand. But what I do know is he um, he be, he kind of became known more in conservative libertarian circles um, because. Last year, at a, at a show, he basically said that transgenders should not be forcing uh, hormone therapy or should not be um, suggesting hormone therapy to kids, and that kids should be left alone and shouldn't be bombarded by any sort of sexuality. 
he made a joke about that. And it became a big controversy, and he lost his agent, and a whole bunch of stuff last year. Or no, maybe that was two years ago. I, I can't remember. Um, but he re he recently got banned on Twitter. They've been they've been trying to get him permanently banned for a while. The fascist SJW left has. He he basically criticized David Hogg, and yes he. He made a uh, he made a tweet which even some of the unbearable such as myself I, I don't know I I knew this was going to get banned and I kind of thought it was iffy but he said that a uh, a kid who hasn't developed pubic hair shouldn't be telling us all to turn our guns in and he and he didn't mean it sexually or anything like that. And I, I totally get what you're saying, and, and I, I agree. People, kids who, uh, you know, aren't fully grown adults and who don't have pubic hair, they, they shouldn't be telling us what to do with our guns or to turn our guns in. And yet the, the tweet, along with some others, from what I've seen, were taken out of context, reported and Twitter banned both of Owen's accounts. And I, I actually did a breaking news stream on my YouTube channel about that on Thursday when it happened. But then it gets even better because for those of you who are in the unbearable, unbearables, which is the fan group of uh, Owen's followers, Owen used to do these uh, live streams every morning where he would basically talk to us and just talk about what's on his mind. And he used to do this close to every morning, and but YouTube uh, cut off his live streaming capability on his YouTube channel. So he can't live stream on YouTube, and that's a big problem for him. Now, I've suggested to a couple of the bears that he live stream on his YouTube, I mean, on his Facebook page, like I'm doing right now. Although, you know, now I'm broadcasting this, they'll probably try and strip him of his Facebook live streaming capabilities. Maybe not. Um, but in either way, Big Social has essentially tried to censor him. And whether or not you agree with Owen Benjamin's politics or not, I believe that censorship, especially censorship of comedians, is one of the most atrocious things that we can do as a society. I do believe that comedians should be treated a little bit differently than other pu public figures. Meaning that I, that because of the nature of comedy, I think it's a bit more of a taboo. I think they should be able to make jokes that might be, uh, questionable. That, that's part of the whole comedy routine. So I'm, I'm very 
uh, dismayed that they've banned him. And, and by the way, I said the same thing about Louis C. about Louis C.K. Right? I don't condone necessarily what uh, Louis, you know, did jerking off in public in front of women. I've said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Uh, what he did, while it may be disgusting, is nowhere as bad as what Harvey Weinstein did. Right? Louis never actually threatened any of these women with blackmailing. In fact, he asked, you know, he, he actually asked permission. And some of them said yes, some of them got weirded out. It is disgusting, I, I agree. But what I, what I don't agree with is the fact that basically Netflix pulled his 2017 special and that a lot of the, uh, and that his movie got pulled. I, I, un, I understand a bit more about why the, uh, the movie studio, why the production company pulled, uh, the plug on his movie. I understand that a little more. I don't like it, but that I at least understand. Um, and I don't like the fact that Netflix pulled his special. I don't think, look, here, here's the thing. I've said this about entertainers. I, I've even said this about Kevin Spacey. All right. What Kevin Spacey did, this is a better example. What Kevin Spacey did to that young boy back in the 80s was absolutely disgusting. I do not condone that at all. And I, even more so, I think he's a disgusting human being for doing it. Now, with that being said, there are still Kevin Spacey movies that I like. LA Confidential. Um, the... The, uh, the Usual Suspects. Um, Baby Driver, the most recent one he did. That was actually pretty good. Um, I Like I said, Kevin Spacey, disgusting human being, do not like him. But he's a talented actor. And, uh, whoa, why did my, why did my screensaver just go on? Weird, I, I didn't set it that way. Um, at any rate, I think that the entertainment censorship is really, really scary. I think that we should judge the artistic um, merits of artists by their arts, and we should judge an artist's uh, per- personal quips by what they do in the real world, if that makes any sense. So, long story short, I guess Owen is suspended by, has been permanently suspended from Twitter, which is fine. He has other outlets. He's been, uh, he's been banned from streaming on YouTube um, for three months, which is a shame, but it is what it is. 
And so now I guess he's relegated to Patreon, uh, which you can contribute to his Patreon at patreon.com slash WW. TDL, I think, is the URL for that. So, but how much longer is the uh, censorship of conservatives by big tech companies going to happen, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know. That's the, uh, that's the question. Hello there, uh... Hello there, uh... Well, with Van uh, Beethoven. Um, oh, Owen is actually live streaming on his own website now. That's good to know. Alright. Um, so, that's enough about Owen, and I covered the shooting thing. Um, I do have one final topic for tonight, which I want to cover. Uh, I actually ran across this on Twitter. Ed Morsey, who writes for HotAir.com, posted this um, on Friday, I believe it was. And I found it um, interesting. Hello, Southern Bear. Um, anyway, uh, Ed Morrissey, who writes over at hotair.com, he wrote a column about this. Uh, apparently Steven Spielberg is now saying that Indiana Jones could be a woman. And I retweeted this, um, on Thursday night when I, when I saw it. So sorry, I thought um, I thought I said uh, Friday, but I meant Thursday. So here's the headline for those of you listening on the auto podcast. Spielberg, you know, Indiana Jones could be a woman. This was written by Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com. Um, and you thought Shia about. LaBeouf was as bad as it gets. I'm reading. With a new adventure on the horizon that will return Harrison Ford to his other iconic role, but not LaBeouf, uh, Steven Spielberg has begun to muse about the future of the Indiana Jones franchise. About when Ford is, is ready to hang up the fedora and whip. If Spielberg reboots the series, don't be surprised if Jones turns into a Joan or something. Steven Spielberg thinks action legend Anna Jones is finally ready for the ultimate adventure, to be played by a woman. The director knows he would risk fan fury by casting an actress in the role made famous by Harrison Ford, 75, but he believes it's time the Explorer took a different form. In, a, in an exclusive interview, Spielberg nodded when asked if the new 
if the new Wolf Jones could be female, and added, We'll have to change the name from Jones to Joan, and there would be nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm, I'm reading Morrissey's commentary here, um, below this excerpt. Ahem. One thing is, is wrong, one thing wrong with it is that Jones is a last name, which plenty of women, of women use. It is strange, it's a strange comment, since the name Indiana Jones, since the name Indiana Indiana is gender neutral as it is, and it, and it isn't even the character's actual legal name. Couldn't find a female Indiana also take, couldn't a female Indiana also take the dog's name as her own? Even apart from silly name games, why would anyone feel the need to cast a woman into an already established an iconic role. Why not simply create a new character and new adventures and specifically for an actress to play? And this, by the way, folks, is exactly what I tweeted out on uh, Twitter, which Morsey re retweeted. Um, getting back to the commentary. That made Laura Croft popular in the Tomb Raider games, which then moved the, to the big screen in two 1990s films with Angelina Jolie. That series got a reboot with Elisa Van Kander uh, last month, too, showing that, that, that there is a solid audience for action-adventure movies that were organically created around a strong female character. Mm-mm. Reboots have built-in fan bases, of course, but that, but that cuts both ways in this franchise. The Indiana Jones fil fan base may not be all that keen on seeing another actor other than Harrison Ford in the role anyway, and then putting the political correctness angle on a character that embodies rebellion against the established order only complicates that even further. Spielberg and Lucas created the character in 1981. Sure, they can create a new female action-adventure character for a new series. If they can't, maybe they should retire from the genre instead. If Spielberg wants to leverage the Indiana Jones fan base while focusing on a female hero, why not, why not create new films around Marin Ravenwood, Indiana's equal in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He brought Karen Allen back to reprise the role in Kingdom of the, of the Crystal Skull, although he didn't give Allen much to do in it. The Indiana character could could serve as a satellite character's in Marin's adventures, or at least in her ordinance story, while installments could follow her around the world and spectacular adventures of her own. Keep the fan base, drop the paternalism, and inspire a whole new generation of fans for both the original and reboot movies. Sounds like a winner to me. Of course, I'm happy just to know that Mutt won't be back, and thankfully, there's nothing at all wrong with that. Alright, so...
so that's the article from Hot Air. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I will have it uh, linked in the show notes. But as far as my, my analysis of this goes, A, I think, um, I think this is, I think what Ed Morrissey is saying is absolutely true. I do believe that instead of rebooting every single character, um, Spielberg and other directors should just create new ones. Uh, yes, Sean, it is I, Podcast Bear in the Unbearables. Um, let me, let me read the chat here because I, I did see a few chats, uh, while I was reading the article. Um, <clears throat> Southern Bear says it's time to have anyone but white males as actors. <laughs> you're not, uh, you're not far off from the truth. So, interestingly enough, uh, my retweet of Ed Morrissey's articles actually got retweeted by a bunch of people. I think it actually got more... I think my quote tweet of Ed Morrissey's articles actually got more... Uh, I think it got something like 30 uh, retweets or something, which that which is actually more than uh, Ed's article on its own. But I digress, um, even though it's funny. I haven't had a good rant on pop culture in a while, but I, I think it's time. There are a couple of things that really are bothering me in the movie industry lately, folks. And for those of you who are longtime fans of mine, who have been listening to the podcast at least for the last two to three years, if not longer, you know I'm a big fan of movies. And... um My big problem is, well, first, like a lot of movie buffs like myself, the fact that Hollywood is constantly rebooting every single franchise that they can think of shows that there's a real lack of creativity, right? No one's actually trying to create anything new or rarely create anything new in Hollywood. Um, They're just rebooting everything, which shows an extreme lack of creativity on their part, uh, with the exception, I will grant, of some franchises like the John Wick series, um, of which I'm a, I'm a fan of. Uh, those movies with Keanu Reeves are awesome. Um, and they're, they're original, and granted, they pay tribute to a lot of uh, the martial arts movies and action, and action films of the 70s, but that's not the same thing as rebooting a franchise completely. It's not the same thing at all. And I, I love the Marvel movies too, but the problem with franchises too is a lot of these big types of movies like the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies. There are a couple problems I have with the Star Wars movies. Um, 
But in regards to movie franchises overall, such as the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies, my biggest problem with these movies is that they're coming out with new movies in these franchises every single year now. Right? Hell, Marvel comes out with two or three movies in a certain, um, in a certain, uh, you know, time frame. And, um, because they come out with so many movies, it seems like the writing on a lot of these films is subpar. At most. Uh, I'm checking the chat. Okay. Uh, Southern Bear says, there's only a certain amount of sus suspended belief. Um, let me move the mic. There's only a, there's only a certain amount of suspended belief I can have with female as leads who kick everyone else's. Even a 250-pound man when she's 120. Exactly. That's an, that's another pro problem. I was just about to bring that up, Southern Bear. Um, you beat me to it. So my first big problem is that a lot of these franchises are reboots. And a lot of these franchises are also coming out with movies every year. Uh, case in point, I was so excited for Star Wars when the last... When uh, The Force Awakens came out in 2015, it was magical. So much so that on my last, on my previous incarnation of the podcast called The Whitfield Analysis, I actually did a three part Star Wars extravaganza episode. That's how excited I was for The Force Awakens to come at, to come back. And it was special because we hadn't gotten we hadn't gotten a new Star Wars movie in the past fifteen years since Revenge of the Sith came out, and then prior to that, we hadn't gotten gotten a new Star Wars movie with the original cast of characters, you know, Luke, Han, and Leia, in thirty something years. So it was very special. Um. I think The Force Awakens, I, I know there are some people who um, didn't like it, who thought it was a reboot, which granted it was, but it was a well it was a well done reboot. They really took their time and you can really show that they put an effort. Then it really made me worry then I really began to worry when I saw that not even a full year after The Force Awakens came out, we were getting Star Wars, uh, Rogue One, which, I mean, that movie actually turned out to be pretty good, but that's a movie that nobody asked for, basically, all right, nobody asked for the origin story of the team that went in to get the plans for the, for the Death Star, okay, like, maybe someone along the way asked for that, but that was a story that could have easily been told in novel format or comic book format or video game format or any of the other uh you know formats of storytelling that uh Lucasfilm has their hands in. Alright, that was a movie that we didn't ask for. And the fact that 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 they turn around in such a short time 
really did begin to worry me because I immediately thought um, that, oh boy, this is going to turn into, uh, this is going to turn into the Marvel franchise, right? Where they're just, they're churning out movies every year or so. And that's exactly what that's exactly what's happening. So after after Rogue One, then we got um, the Last Jedi, and I didn't hate the Last Jedi as much as some other people did. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was horrible, but I didn't think it was great either. Right? People were hyping this up to be the next Empire Strikes Back, and clearly, it wasn't. But I think one of the major downsides of that film was that they basically, it only took them like a year and a half at the most to film that. Right? When I was, and when I was growing up, I I hate that I'm becoming this guy at 23. I hate the fact that I'm this old guy already, but it, it, whatever, it's, it's kind of what's been happening to me. When I when I was a kid, um, yeah, I'm I'm going for that right now. When I was a young when I was a youngin, growing up with the prequel trilogies, what when when I was growing up as a kid with the prequel trilogy, say what you will about the prequel trilogy and George Lucas and all that. At least Lucas took time, like three to five years, to develop each movie it wasn't every single year that we were getting a star wars movie which in my mind made it special okay it made it special uh the other thing and uh now movies are just being churned out constantly and that's a real drag the other thing and this was something that uh southern bear pointed out um female leads are quickly replacing male leads for the sake of being politically correct and it's really starting to I mean it's really starting to annoy me there are, there are some cases where, um, in the case of Jessica Jones, obviously that character was written to be a female. And I guess the same thing with Rey in Star Wars for the new trilogy. I get that, too. But this whole thing of making the lead female for the sake of female empowerment, which it seems like they're doing somewhat with, somewhat with Rey now, is really kind of irritating because, as Mark Hamill even suggested in an interview prior to uh, The Last Jedi, we don't really know much about Rey. We don't really see her origin story as completely as we did Luke. We just seem to know that she's intuitively Force-sensitive and that she is kind of a Mary Sue. Now, I, I'm not bothered by Ray's character as much as some of the other Star Wars fanboy boys out there. 
but it is pretty bland to me that they're starting to cast uh, females in traditional male roles for the sake of political correctness, which is just uh, irritating to no end. It really is. Alright, um, so, that just about does it for, um, that rant, and that just about does it for the show, actually. I, I guess I'll, uh, cut out ten minutes early, uh, since it is nine o'clock. Uh, apologies for, uh, the messed up stream. At the beginning, I do apologize for that, but we didn't let the technical difficulties stop us completely. Uh, so, as always, you can go to the website at thesandwichfilm.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, um, or you can go to the podcast page directly, which is anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Twitter at SamW underscore NGC. You can follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. We, we had a lot of great viewers. Tonight, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, Good night, God bless, and God save this great nation, and I'll see you next week.